story time with Mama G. Come and hear a story with me. Love who you want to be, who you are. Learn these lessons and we'll go far. It's story time. Story time. Story time with Mama G. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Story Time with Mama G. I hope you have all had a fantastic week since we last spoke, and you'll be pleased to know that today I am not in my car in Wallington Car Park. I am in my gorgeous flat in the warm on a proper microphone in proper surroundings. It's all rather proper, as they say. And you know what? I don't know what it was like for you, but this morning it was snowing. Snowing! It was, and then it ended the day in bright sunshine, and I had a lovely walk along the river. Anyway, that's enough about me. How's your day been? Tell me everything. Yes, I'm waiting. I'm listening. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I think it must be time for this week's story, and as we are just sneaking in at the end of LGBT History Month, this week's story is called Cinder Fella. <laughs> Sammy was watching the rain through the window. Sammy was listening to Celine Dion power ballads. Sammy was pretending he was Rachel in Friends after she realised her and Ross weren't just on a break. You've not seen it? Netflix. Now, I'll wait. Although I should warn you, some of the moments in it in 2020 are a little troubling. But it's also funny. But those moments aren't funny. They're just troubling. Sammy was feeling sad. A few months ago, Sammy's mum had got very poorly. In a matter of weeks, she had passed away, and today had been her funeral. That's why Sammy was sad. And to make matters worse, now he was on his way to live with his Uncle Donald and his two cousins, Margaret and Teresa. Sammy did not have a good feeling about this. At all. Not at all at all. At all. At all. At all. I think I've made my point. Celine Dion stopped. So did the car. The rain didn't. Sammy stepped into the rain and rang his uncle's doorbell. And waited. And got wet. What was worse is that he could hear Margaret and Teresa laughing on the other side of the door. Let's not let him in, said Margaret. There's nothing for him here, replied Teresa. They laughed some more. This was typical of them. So long as they were okay, they weren't worried about anybody else. Eventually, Uncle Donald called down. If you want to get in, you'll have to climb over the wall and come through the back. It was a high wall. Sammy couldn't get him and his bag up and over it. So, he had to make a difficult decision. He left his possessions on the street in the rain and climbed over into his uncle's garden. What else could he do? He was desperate. Margaret and Teresa were waiting for him in the kitchen. Their faces were contorted into insincere smiles. They looked so silly. The prince is holding one of his balls, said Margaret. And we're going, said Teresa. 
who had been practising her curtsies for years just for this occasion. You should see them. She can go really low. It's very impressive. But also weird. But you're not invited, said Uncle Donald, escorting his daughters out the door. That's a shame, thought Sammy. I reckon balls may be just my thing. Sammy started to feel sad again. He watched the rain through the window again. He listened to Celine Dion power ballads again. He pretended he was Rachel in... No, before he even got to split up with Ross, Sammy had a bright idea. I'm going to go to the ball and meet the prince, just like Cinderella. Except Sammy was going to have to be his own fairy godmother. A fairy Sammy mother, if you will. But you won't. Sammy was about to leave the house when he realised one thing. If he went to the ball in what he was wearing, his family would recognise him right away. He would have to change into a disguise. Sammy thought about this for a while. And then a light bulb flashed above his head. Either Sammy had just had a good idea or the electricity was faulty. Oh, the light bulb stayed on. Fantastic. He'd had a good idea. He dashed up to his cousin's closets. He rifled through their drawers. He put on everything that he could find and ended up in a bright purple skirt, a yellow top and a pair of crocs. Sammy was ready to meet a prince. Sammy knew this was going to be the best night of his life. The palace ballroom was an explosion of colour, glitter and sparkle. Fairy lights hung everywhere. People were chatting and people were dancing and a band was playing on the balcony. From the top of the grand staircase, Sammy could see Margaret and Teresa scaring men off left and right, but mostly left. Sammy couldn't help but laugh. They had no idea he was there. Then Sammy saw him, the prince, Prince Charming. He was the most perfect person anyone had ever seen. Sammy felt his knees give way, and he fainted, like any good damsel in distress does. When Sammy came to, he could hear Margaret and Teresa arguing with someone. That princess looks too poor. We can't help her. What can she do for us? said Teresa. Really, she should start by helping herself, said Margaret. You must be the worst people I have ever met. Could it be? Prince Charming was standing up for him. Her, Sammy, was in disguise. It's important we don't forget that. The prince helped Sammy up. Would you care for a dance? he asked. Sammy nodded. And that was that. They danced all night and looked into each other's eyes. You could say it was romantic. Sorry. Oh dear. When they weren't dancing, they talked about music and movies and food and Sammy's mum and hopes and dreams and the Kardashians and Sammy's mum. Before too long, Sammy noticed his uncle and cousins were leaving. Disaster. He would have to get home before them if he didn't want to get found out. He had no choice. He pulled his gaze away from the prince. He turned his head slowly to face the door. 
and then he legged it, leaving the prince empty-handed and considerably confused. Sammy got back to his uncle's house in plenty of time. He put his cousin's clothes back in their drawers and went to bed. He had made quick progress compared to Donald, Margaret and Teresa, but then progress had never really been their thing. The next morning everything was calm in the house. Then, Rah! Teresa had just seen the news and let out an excited cry. What she had just read was that Prince Charming had fallen in love at his ball with a girl. But he didn't know who the girl was. And this morning the prince had decided that he was going to find this girl no matter what it took. The house was in disarray. Margaret and Teresa had both realised that this might be their chance to be one of the most important women in the country. And boy, were they prepared to do anything for it. And then the doorbell rang. And then the doorbell rang. No one. And then the doorbell rang. No one moved. The doorbell rang again. The doorbell rang again. Sammy went downstairs in his pyjamas and opened the door. Before him stood Prince Charming. Before Prince Charming stood Sammy. They looked at each other. They looked straight into each other's eyes. It's you, said the prince. It is, said Sammy. But you're a boy, said the prince. I am said Sammy. Teresa looked aghast. But I thought you'd fallen in love with a girl. And so did I, said the prince. But love is love, and I see my love in his eyes. The only thing is, well, I don't know your name. The prince looked at Sammy. I suppose your name must be Cinderella, And from that moment... That's how Sammy was known. And that's the end. Well, not quite the end. Sammy and Prince Charming lived a long and happy life together, and they adopted lots and lots of lovely children. Margaret, Teresa and Uncle Donald went on to have some success too, but they weren't for everyone, despite what they thought. And neither will this story be. But I hope you liked it. That was Cinder Fella. I do hope you enjoyed it. That's one of the first stories that I wrote, actually. I've just realised. I think I wrote it after the fairies Fran and Vera. So you got some Mamaji archive footage there, sort of. Uh, and it's rather lovely, isn't it? And I, I really enjoyed writing it so that fairy tales that I heard when I was little were given a little bit of a spin and made more relevant to this modern age that we are living in. Now, my book of the week is a bit of a retro one as well. And it's a book that I used to read when I was little, but I recently discovered something incredible about it that I can't believe I hadn't noticed. And now, as an adult, I have only just noticed it too, and I'm sure that some of your parents will be this many years old when they realised 
what I'm about to share. So it's time for the book of the week. Okay, so my book of the week, this is a slightly convoluted reason for it being my book of the week, is Frog and Toad by Arnold Lobel. Now, these are a series of books that came out in the 70s about a frog and toad that were very good friends. In fact, they were next door neighbours and they went on lots of silly adventures. I was just reading about one where they both wake up in their own houses, look over their fences and see that the other person's garden is covered in leaves. Well, they also see their own garden is covered in leaves. So they go across to their neighbour, rake all the leaves up, then go back home. But on their way back home, there's a huge gust of wind and all the leaves land back in their gardens. So neither of them knows that either of them has done a good deed for the other. But they both go to bed happy in the knowledge that they have helped someone who they like. And all the stories I can remember, well, I don't remember any of the stories, but I do remember them all being along those lines, very sweet, very quick to read, uh, a little bit sentimental, sometimes very funny, and also with a good moral message. I do love a moral message, as you know. And there's lots of these books, and there's usually collections of five or six stories, and they're by a man called Arnold Lobel, and they were uh, first published in 1974. Now, what is interesting about this, that I am really shocked I had only just noticed, and I didn't notice it. It was explicitly told to me by someone. Now, I was on Instagram the other day, at Mamma G Stories, if you wish to have a little follow, and I was looking at Jessica Love's Instagram. Now, Jessica Love is the person who drew and wrote Julian is a Mermaid, which, as you know, is one of my favourite books. And I looked at this wonderful picture she had of a frog, well, a person with a frog head holding a baby. And I thought, that's quite strange. I wasn't expecting it, darlings. So I had a look at her Instagram, and she had this hashtag, Froghead in a suit with baby. And, and there's a, an artist called, well, Carson Ellis. I don't know if that's the artist or, or a style. I think, it, let's say it's the artist. And Carson Ellis gives prompts to other illustrators about uh, every Tuesday with silly things and to see where their creativity takes them. And lots of artists I discovered once I clicked on this hashtag had done pictures of frogs. Uh, pictures of people with frogs' heads and carrying a baby. Some of them were very fun. Oh, and in, in suits, in plaid suits as well, I think, as a lot of people had to do. Uh, but one of them that really caught my eye was by an artist called Eliza Crofts. And she drew a picture of these frog and toad characters that I recognised from when I was little. And it's a really lovely picture and it really captures the style of the illustration that um, Mr. LaBelle did. And in uh, where she's written Frog and Toad, she's she's drawn a rainbow as well. And Frog and Frog and Toad are hugging each other and holding a baby. And underneath it, she's written Together Always. And it's just really very beautiful. And it's a gorgeous illustration. And I thought, well, well, I wonder why I wonder why she's made them in love. That's interesting. So I then read her little blurb about it. And I'm going to just read what she says. My ode to frog and toad, two friends in love, frog emoji, heart emoji, frog emoji. I'm so grateful to Arnold LaBelle for giving children a sweet example of queer love and friendship. Arnold was gay and he told his daughter that he created frog and toad as a way to show the world his quiet inner yearnings. 
As a child, I never thought Frog and Toad's love was different or abnormal. Instead, I absorbed it as simple and beautiful. Rainbow emoji. This is my vision of Frog and Toad's family beginnings. Isn't that lovely? That's exactly what I think Arnold LaBelle, he died in 1984, I think I read, 1987, um, would have hoped that his characters would achieve. Just a, a very gentle understanding that love comes in lots of many forms. It's enjoyed and experienced by lots of people in lots of different ways. And it's not for us to judge who it occurs between. It's for us to understand that no love is wrong. And for an artist to put that in a children's book, even in these times, of Frog and Toad, in the 1970s was really incredible. And I was born the following decade. I won't tell you which end, but I am very grateful that I grew up with those books, not even truly understanding what they were about, even as an adult. I mean, that is shocking. But probably they informed me in some way to understand that love is wonderful, however it is experienced. So uh, my frog, uh, my frog of the week, imagine if I had a frog of the week. There probably are enough types of frogs to have a frog of the week, actually. My book of the week is Frog and Toad by Arnold LaBelle. And you can definitely get that in all sorts of places. And I think I might, as a treat to my busy February, I might buy myself a copy because it's really rather wonderful. And also, if you want to find Eliza Crofts on Instagram, she is E-L-I-Z-A-C-R-O-F-T-S. Go and give her a follow. And uh, she's got lots and lots of other amazing illustrations. And she is uh, very interested in, I imagine, nature. Yes, that's where I got. Well, uh, yes, that is the book of the week. Now, before I go, I was very creative this week. And I, I wrote a poem about families. And I think having just looked at that picture of Frog and Toad, it might be appropriate to share this poem with you. And I would like to know if you liked it, because uh, I might film it and I might ask for pictures of you and your families to add into the video to give it some welly, you know, some oomph, some gravitas, if you will. But before I go, I should say, uh, don't forget you can follow me on at Mamma G Stories on Facebook and Instagram. And also you can contact me through there. I love to hear from you. Any book recommendations, send them my way. Tell your friends they can follow me as well on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, what's the other? Oh, and I've got a few gigs coming up. Of course, I'm nowhere near as busy in March as I was in February, uh, which I must say is a little bit of a relief. I'm looking forward to sitting down. But if you are listening to this on the 28th of February, on the 29th of February, my darlings, you can catch me at Ditton's Library at 11am and then Tooting Library at 2.30pm. On the 1st of March, which is Sunday, I will be at Under One Roof Kids in Woolwich doing Mamma G's Storytime Roadshow. And on the 2nd of March, I will be in North Devon in one of my favourite towns, Barnstable. I'll be at Barnstable Library at 4.30. And if you can make it, it would be amazing to see you there. And now, a family poem. Goodbye, everyone. Minnie has a mum and dad. A mum and dad does Minnie have. Minnie has a mum and dad, and that's what Minnie had. Danny has two daddies. Two daddies Danny has. Danny has two daddies. Danny's dads are lads. Maddie has two mummies. Two mummies Maddie has. Maddie has two mummies. Maddie's mummies must be mad. Mimi has no mummy. No mummy Mimi has. Mimi has no mummy. Mimi only has a dad. 
Dodie has no daddy. No daddy, Dodie has. Dodie has no daddy. Mum says Dodie's daddy was a fad. And Neil, he has neither. Neither Neil has. Neil, he has neither, but his adoptive parents make him glad. These are all a family. A family, these all are. These are all a family, each one different to the last. Family is what you make of it, and no one family looks the same. But every family is a family, sometimes in all but name. So hold your family close, and hold your family tight. Because no matter who your family is, your family is just right. It's story time with Mama G. Come and hear a story with me. Love who you want to be, who you are. Learn these lessons and we'll go far. It's story time. Story time, story time with mom.